is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Jeans and a Nice Top. I have another very special guest. Everyone is a very special guest, but they are all very special. <laughs> Today, it's April Alain Horton, who you may know from Instagram as the Bodzilla. She is the best. Hello. April. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It was we're recording in the morning, which is sort of a weird energy I feel for a dating podcast. Yes, it's a, it's a, like sort of walk of shame time. Not <laughs> I know. You know. Oh God, I didn't think of it that way, but actually now maybe it is the perfect time because I'm always like, shouldn't I have a wine at all times when I do this? But actually, this is even more. I think apt. I loved a walk of shame. Oh yeah, walking walking out the front door and being like, where am I? (laughs) What time is it? Because of course you don't wear a watch when you go out. No. Also, who wears a watch? Period. I mean, I'm wearing one right now, but you know. Oh my god, look at you, the time lord. (laughs) Time lord. Oh god. Um, yeah. So that's that's exactly the vibe that I'm just kind of like that sunrise quietness. One person putting out their bins, and you're like, don't look at me. And you're like, and your like shoes are not on. Yeah. And you've got your like tights on though, so you're like getting all these like dirt bits in your stocking. Uh, I. <laughs> once woke up in my stockings and a little tank top thing, but I'd taken my skirt off and I'm like, I don't see the logic in this because you've put your stockings back on. Like we've obviously had sex. I've put my stockings back on. They're like nylon. So that's like the worst possible thing to sleep in. Right. Terrible. Like (laughs) I'm waking up with the stockings on and the tank top. And I'm like, why? (laughs) Like, yeah, it's, I mean, logic sort of does usually escape in these situations, doesn't it? It does. It does. I feel like what I need now is like a servo pie in my hand because that was always my breakfast of choice after like. Oh, servo pie. I would go past the servo and I'd be like, mmm, a pie for breakfast. It's it's the only way to top off a good night, really. It is. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we met at an actual, we actually met at a dating lunch. We did. It was held by Bumble um, and immediately clicked and totally vibed each other because we just like blah, 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 blah. And just, we just relentless. <laughs> Everyone else at the table was like, sorry, we'll just go. Will we? Or- <laughs> or we'll just like hear everything about you guys' life. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but one of the things we've talked about since becoming friends was a topic that we wanted to talk about on the podcast, which is what I guess I'm I'm going to coin it the chaos era, right? But I yeah. mean, it could be called anything. It's essentially that period that I think a lot of people go through where you're single and maybe it's usually I feel personally it comes after like, like a big breakup, but you kind of get maybe you get like your epiphany or something or maybe you're still going through it. Like it depends. Like it, it kind of comes differently for everyone. I think for me, I've had it both when I'm still hurting from a breakup, but then there's also another chaos era that I sometimes vented into where I'm really feeling myself. Like I'm past all my shit and I just love who I am and I'm just really in myself, you know? Yes. And it's basically when you just go absolutely bunter with like, <laughs> like hookups and like, hitting on people and like like just being extremely forward like yeah. you're the person at the party who is like going up to like a guy and taking the hat off their head and putting it on your head which oh is like the oh ultimate no. flirt oh, move which is like <laughs> chaos demon absolute 
Like, and also with the internalized, the internalized misogyny that has you cringing at other people doing that. Yes. But when you do it, it's cute. It's, it's so cute, cute when I do it. It's cute, cute when, when I, I do it. it. That is but literally that's the thing, right? Like we were saying, like there is this internalized misogyny where we all kind of cringe about this behavior. But then when we do it, it's cute. And it's almost like, why do we cringe? Like, why is it not okay? Yeah. Like, why do we think it's not okay to be that forward? And I think that the when we described that behavior, what I heard was when you act like a man. Ooh. So <laughs> the, the chaos era for women is when they discard that kind of patriarchal narrative about needing to be like the one that gets hit on and needing to be the little shrinking violet who gets, you know, taken by the hand and swept mm-hmm. off their feet. and bleh. Like I think that the chaos era, I do love this term, the chaos era is usually born from um, an, an evolution or a, um, a phase and in increasing your understanding of feminism. And your yes. own, you know, kind of what what you believe to be okay behavior, not okay behavior. Because most of the things that we say, oh, I don't know why someone would do that, or questioning the behavior of other people, that when we unpack that, it's usually because some patriarchal standard has informed us about what is proper and not proper. Yeah, and so right. it's like that when you talk about that idea of like, um, Sometimes chaos happens after you're still in the like the sort of what we might call self-destructive part of like post-relationship awfulness or a phase where like you might get a really good haircut, get a nice compliment from someone on the street on a Friday morning and Friday night you better watch out. Hats are being taken. Look out hats. (laughs) Hold on to your hats. Hold on to your hats, guys, gals, non-binary gals, because I'm coming for them. I'm taking Um, everyone's hat. Everyone's hat's getting taken. I see a hat, I take a hat. Um, (laughs) And I think that that, like those types of things, and, yeah, sometimes it is, I've found that usually what changes my attitude about even just behaving in public because yeah. now that I'm not in the dating scene, it's more about how I just perceive myself within the little microcosm of a bar or a, a place where totally. you know, social hangs are happening is that when I feel confident, I'm not worried about what other people think about what I'm mm-hmm. doing. And so I'm not, I'm not under a gaze of any kind. So I, or if I am, I'm like, you love it. Love to <laughs> yes. It. Yes. So, the best feeling. Yeah. It's it's the difference between behaving as you think other people would want you to behave and behaving how you actually want to. Yes. I yeah. think it's so interesting, actually, what you said just then, like that you love it energy. Like when we're feeling insecure or, you know, we let, well, I guess it's like when we almost like let the insecurities kind of flood us. And I think sometimes you actually just can't control it. Like life's just, you know, like I think we are wired almost probably from like, historical conditioning to feel insecure, to criticize ourselves. Right. So it's like when you are feeling really insecure, you think, I think it's like you magnify what everyone's thinking about you, even though most people are not thinking about you at all. So you're you're more likely to just, yeah, be that little flower, the, the wilting flower. That's just sort of like, and then everything I think then when you do make moves or like you flirt or whatever, yeah, even just, yeah, like even outside of the dating world, because I feel it like you do as well whenever I go out. And I think this is a thing when you're a too much type of woman, you know, mm-hmm. when you're like the, the woman that's been told before, you're, you're a bit too much. You need to, you know, you know, Pull chill out. A little bit. Just, yeah. yeah, just calm down. Just calm down. When you're that woman, I think that you're so prone to waking up the next day and you're just like, 
analyzing every single thing you said and did like, oh God, like I was talking too much about myself in that convo. I was too loud at that bar or whatever. But then, yeah, if you, when you're in the moment, it's like, even when you almost know that you're being mildly obnoxious, you're like, you love it. You love it. And and people usually do love it, you know? And I think that we're getting better at being kind of like, I'm just going to do what I want to do. And that sometimes also means that people might go, I'm actually going to go like this situation feels a little bit like intense or, you know, that whole thing of not needing to now necessarily smoke bomb out of a situation, but just go, I'm actually going to go. I know it's early, but I'm going to go. And I think being able to be that person who's like, I decided that I was the most interesting person in the room and I just lent into that energy and was like, so let me tell you a story about something that happened to me. Um, Because often people will uh, gravitate towards you if they're feeling like I want to be part of a situation where there's a lot of stuff happening, but I don't want to contribute to it. I have no energy. I don't have a story to tell. This is funny, but I don't feel like I actually have anything to add. Yeah. I think that's why, you know, finding a nice balance of friendship circles or in a group of people where we've got introverts or extroverts or whatever different kind of groups of people there might be, then you, if you find yourself at the centre of it talking a lot, you will potentially, like I do later, go, oh, my God, why am I like this? But at the time be like, oh, yeah, that was the best. So yes. I think also, I mean, alcohol probably has a little bit to do with that as well. It does. But I feel like that's just me as well to some degree. Like I know exactly what you're talking about where you're like, I'm going to tell. And I'm like, I think, you know, I've always been a bit of a performer. I've always loved telling a story. Like that's literally what my entire job is now is just telling stories about myself, you know, (laughs) sometimes about other people, but generally about myself. You're like dream job. (laughs) (laughs) Just go around talking about myself all the time. But, you know, I think it's interesting because you're right. Like, you know, I think when we look back on things like that, And this, I think, applies to dating as well. Sorry that we're all getting, you know, we're just talking about everything. This always happens, P.S., when I've got guests. We always are like, we're talking about this specific topic and the next minute it's like a completely different topic. Tangent? Tangent, anyone? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, You know, like when I've been on dates with guys and then I would wake up the next day and be like, oh, no, you were telling too many stories and you were being too much and blah, blah, like this evil voice in your head just comes to like rip you to shreds. But in the moment, like I was feeling myself and the funny thing is, like, you know, obviously you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea, right? And that especially is true about dating. Yeah. That you'll go on these dates with people where you've barely gotten to know them. And then obviously you get to know them more on the date and maybe one or the other person or both of you just realize you're not really the kind of person I want to keep seeing. And that is completely fine. Yeah. But I've also had plenty of people that I've been on dates with where I've been like, usually it's the date where I think I've been my absolute worst self, like yeah. the absolute peak chaos demon and they're like I'm obsessed with you let's keep dating like literally happened to me with my partner Tom like could not have been a more obnoxious person I was at this party just being absolute gremlin was he wearing a hat he was not wearing a hat he doesn't wear hats I'm gonna make him so I can take his hat in a flirty way at a party (laughs) next time Um, I also think too, like I've been, I remember um, I went on a date with someone who I ended up being in a long-term relationship with who like, you know, postscript, awful person. Uh, (laughs) Always the postscript, right? Yeah, classic. (laughs) Um, But on our first date, 
was being full-blown chaos demon, like just uh-huh. going for it. Uh, and we'd met through a dating app and this is like pre-Tinder days, so like a dating app where you actually conversed with each other and pretended like there was no intention for sex involved because that's somehow that was a thing back in like 2011. Yeah. And I remember him saying to me, oh, my God, you were always, I always think about how you were so funny on our first date, which is hilarious when I think about the four years that followed where I was always told to like calm down, stop eating. Oh, Okay, so I was funny enough to win you over, but then I was too funny and you didn't want everyone to know. Oh, my God. I hate that so much. Yeah. But it is interesting, though, right? Like the first date was that was what won him over, I guess. I I was hilarious because I am hilarious. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) I believe you. He's like, you were so funny on our first date. I was like, I bet I was. Um, (laughs) No doubt, sir. Um, But that, like, was also an indication of that where that rhetoric comes from about not behaving like that because the minute you, you know, connect with someone and they're like, oh, you were so funny, but still being funny now. And so we get into these situations and I think that's also where you, when you leave a relationship, you were talking about that being one of the triggers for chaos, chaos mode. Chaos um, mode, yeah. Is that you reconnect with those parts of yourself that you've shut off because someone's been like, you know, squashing your your vibe. They've been hiding your light under a bushel or whatever phrase takes you fancy. <laughs> I love that, hiding your light under a bushel. That's not pretty a sure phrase. That, love I, it. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is a phrase and I would like anyone over the age of 31 to come uh-huh. to whatever comments and be like, actually, that's a very famous turn You're going to need a 75-year-old person to come to the comments to what you want. <laughs> you you want to fight. You want to fight. That's fine. That's fine. You know what is so wild about you saying that is that Lucy Neville, who was a guest Legend. she's just been on. Legend. We've got an episode of, with her um, previously. She was actually talking about a long-term relationship she was in in her early 20s that she thought was going to be the one. She thought that was it. This is the person. And then he broke up with her like really dramatically, like literally just left the country. But the it was a catalyst for her to then be herself and she's like everyone in my life says there's a a Lucy before that point and a Lucy after and she's like I minimized myself like I was not myself because I was kind of and she's 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 actually got a really lovely kind of like perception of that period of time where she's like I don't entirely blame this person for this but I was with somebody who I couldn't shine my like I couldn't fully shine the way that I you know should and she has the ability to do if you've ever met or seen Lucy you will know that she's extremely shiny person yes Um, exactly so yeah I look in my case I think this person was quite active in the way that they were stopping me from being myself and I remember running into someone I knew from pre that person in my hometown and they looked at my face and they were like you're back I was like what yeah I'm in town just for that he got no 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 you're back. What's going oh, on? Oh, I love that. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, it was so obvious to this person. And maybe it was something that they couldn't put their finger on. Maybe it was the way that I was dressed because that was one of the things. Like, I mean, if we really want to get dig deep on this past relationship, I'm pretty sure that some of the stuff that was going on there was pretty red flaggy. Yeah, but- yeah. Like that's not the topic, so let's not. But I guess the point of what I'm saying is it could have been something obvious and something yeah. overt about the way that I was, but I think there was probably a little bit of thought was just something you can't put your finger on about the way that a person who's finding themselves again after mm. being kind of squashed for all that time. Yes. It's something about the way that they just are. Yeah, so, and yeah. that whole thing of going into like a chaos era after that, 
makes total sense when you say it like that. Like, of course, you are going to be like high key yourself to this sort of like yeah. really like explosive degree, which this is the thing. People talk about this era, right? Like I say, we call it an era. People don't call it an era. We've just made we that up. Do. <laughs> we do. And there's do. two of us, which is Here, a consensus. We do. In this house, <laughs> we call it a chaos era. Yeah, you know, like like we criticise this kind of energy that, mm. you know, of uh, particularly for women, I think, but, you know, potentially also for men because, like, I think generally we don't want people to be too much right and like say like I think a a person who's out like a party person like when we're at a party is the exact kind of location where this kind of judgment really happens I think you know is it's you're there and then you know you're the person yeah that's like overtly flirting with somebody um and kind of almost from like like cold What's the word? Cold calling, but flirting, I guess. Cold flirting, we'll call like it. Sort, you know? of, sort of unbidden attention from you're just like, I've decided to zone in on you and you, you have no are idea. Yes. And not in a, like, and I have to, like, stress here. Like, not if in someone, a predatory. No, scary. if someone is not giving, like, if you go up to someone, I'm all for going up to somebody and being a little flirty, not being gropey, not being disgusting, mm. but, like, having a little flirt to suss the vibe. But if you get For zero sure. back, that's it. Yeah. Goodbye. Do not think, keep going. I think we need to, having mentioned this a number of times, stealing someone hats to stealing someone's hat for example, has to come after they've given you the eye, they've yes. given you the face, they've yes. given you that look that says, I am comfortable with you. Yes. Um, because consent is key and we love it that is. for everyone. We love consent. Um, Yes. So I think you're right. And that in, in also a party scenario is where everybody who's at the party has an envi- has envisioned their version of what's going to happen. Oh my God. Yes. And then you come in and you're like, I'm sorry, you're in my universe now. This mm-hmm. is my, this is what I've decided is going to happen. And there is something that's kind of awesome and enviable about someone who has that much confidence and that much whatever about them je ne sais quoi about them but at the same time you're also like you're ruining you're ruining it yeah. um so that's why I think sometimes people are like oh why you're taking all of the whatever out of the out of the situation I entered my like you know I went into super hard chaos mode after that breakup that I mentioned yes and I met my now husband six I love this story after. I love this story six <laughs> months after so I had spent the whole summer pretty much like October to February, chaos mode on a daily basis. I mean, (laughs) I got off the bus from work on a Monday and I had to walk past a bar that I love to go to. So I would just stop and have a margarita at 5.30 by myself. Good for you. (laughs) That's And to me, that's, that's the part of chaos mode that you go, actually, this is genuine. This isn't me pretending at a party that I've got too much confidence. This isn't like some sort of whatever. This is, I'm actually living my life on a daily basis in pure chaos. And I don't remember ever having some, like, I never had an encounter with anyone. Like I never randomly then, you know, went on a a date or met anyone that way. I would say hi to people. The bartenders at this bar knew me, which was actually so good. And like, it is something that made me feel really safe at other times. This was where I used to go. Then if I was meeting up with someone for a drink, say like Tinder was a thing then for me. Um, I would go to this bar because I knew that the bartenders knew who I was. And if I was like, um, 
help, they'd be like, yeah, we'll sort it out. So yes, that's such a good, that's such a good piece of advice to go somewhere where people know you yeah, behind the like, bar. Well, and so I was like, I don't care if they see me with a parade of, in this case, men, because I wasn't. Uh, if anything, it makes you look amazing. <laughs> well, right. And so I wasn't, um, I, I, all I wish is that it had been a parade of people of all genders because, yes. but I wasn't, I wasn't in touch with myself at that Yet. point in that way. Darn Fair. it. Anyway, um, there's still time. <laughs> um, sorry if my husband's listening to this. Um, so anyway. <laughs> I mean, but I'm not sorry, and you know this. Um, yeah. And so, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I, I, I was kind of living chaos daily, which was so yeah. great. And so, when it came to, I, I think I just basically I'd been on on Tinder for four or five months, and I'd slept with everybody. There was nobody left. <laughs> You're so like done. I, I've I've gone through the people of my I radius. Do? Like, what can I do? Honestly, <laughs> um, you know. And I think that um, I'd gone to a night noodle markets uh in Canberra with my friend and we were having this conversation over a bottle of wine so it was great we went to this vendor and we bought some food and then we were like can we have a bottle of wine and they gave us two of those plastic wine cups oh my god yes so like the epitome of class you took the words out of my mouth it's exactly (laughs) what I was about to say and we sat down and we drank this wine and I was like do you know what I'm sick of dating dating after garbage I am going to um I'm going to go to France. I'm going to work for a year in this job that I've just like been working in for about eight weeks. I'm going to like, I'm not going to take any leave. I'm going to use my whole four weeks of leave in a year's time. I'm going to go to France. That was my whole thing. I'm going to go to Paris and live there for a month. Like, I don't know. Like, I just was like, that's what I've decided. I swore off men that night. I was like, no, no more garbage, no more trash men, no more nothing drank this whole bottle of wine, said to my friend, let's just go for one more drink because, of course, once you've drunk a bottle of wine, the only thing that seems sensible to do is drink another bottle of wine. Yes. Even though that's definitely a terrible idea. And so we went to this bar, this bar that I was talking about that was my favourite and I went there all the time. And we sat down and we sat at the table. You know how uh, at lots of places where there's outdoor areas, they have like a picnic style table. So it's got yep. like two sort of bar seats either side. And I said, let's go and get our drinks and then we'll sit down. But we're not talking, we're not going to talk to anyone. Like we're not going to, yeah. I don't know why I was being so bossy. I don't know why. She- yeah. <laughs> You're like, you have off. to do this with me. You know what? I've sworn <laughs> off men. So are you. <laughs> yeah. And I think she was probably just like, okay, dude, like whatever. And so <laughs> as, as most of my friends are, they're just like, mm-hmm, okay. And so we went and we sat down and instead of sitting with our feet in, as you would under the table, we sat with our backs to the people who were on the other side of the table. Yeah. And I'm chatting away and then song's playing and she's like doing the robot. And I hear this voice go, oh, with dance moves like that, you should turn around and talk to us. And, of course, you can't just, I know, saucy. And you can't just ignore people. I mean, you can, but I'm not really like that. And um, so I look over my shoulder and I just lock eyes with this person who has amazing blue eyes. And I was like, oh, hello. Anyway, (laughs) and I'm like, okay. I said to her, I was like, turn around. She's like, I thought you said we weren't talking to anyone. I was like, turn around. <laughs> She's like, okay. So we did turn around. There's these two guys there and Mr. Blue Eyes is very handsome and all like cute and stuff, whatever. Talking away, like it was actually really obvious initially that he was talking to my friend. And if you've ever seen my friend, gorgeous long red hair, absolutely stunning face, just <laughs> gives off a complete aura of being an angel on earth. So <laughs> totally understand why he was like, hey, how are you doing? But she was like, yeah, I'm fine, bye. Um, so when she went to the bathroom, he and I started talking and we yeah. were like enthralled. They sat down, then they were like the two of them were both talking. Anyway, 
we go through this whole evening of hilarity and niceness, whatever. And then she, when she says to me, um, I feel like there's vibes between you two. Do you want me to talk to his friend? Like I'll be your wingman. I was like, I would never ask you to do that. She was like, but do you? I was like, yes, please. Um, (laughs) I would never ask you to do it. No, I would never ask you, but you've offered now. So yes, we get to the end of the night. And the bouncer comes out and says, oh, um, you know, finish your drinks. You need to, you need to leave. It's 2 a.m. or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't really remember. Whatever. Fine yeah. details. <laughs> and hello, yes. Uh, and so I sort of, you know, t- turn to this lovely blue-eyed man and I say, oh, like, do you want to go and have another drink? And like, whatever, we'll go to this horrible crud bar. The next, yes, you know, always where the everyone crud bar. Is, um, crud yeah. bar. And he said, because he's cute as hell, he goes, I just want to go wherever you're going. Oh, stop. Cute. So because I'm a very, very saucy minx, yes. I said, well, I was going to go home. And then oh, I went yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's just like his eyes just went, you can't see because it's a podcast, but his eyes were huge. Yeah. He just was like, really? I was like, yep. Oh, anyway, so <laughs> off we go. We have, um, we've been married for four years. So. Love it. So much. I, I love that story. And he loves to be able to tell her, it's like, yeah, she picked me up at a bar. It's <laughs> <laughs> your greatest achievement. Greatest achievement in life is that I was just like, hey, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I also I love, love, though, that his initial introductory line yeah. was so, it was exactly what we're talking about, which is like, yeah, throw out your flirty line. Of course. Give it I a crack. That. If you guys were like, excuse me, sorry, we're having a night together, then that's that. That's that. But you yeah. didn't. And no, I love it. It was the, it, the universe was like, go on, give it also, one more try. Also, how much is it like a thing where you make all these, I swear to God, every time I have ended up in a long-term relationship, but particularly like with Tom, I was always, I was like, I'm going to Greece for a year. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> you know what it is? People will watch Eat, Pray, Love one time, <laughs> one fucking time, and then be like, oh, I'm going to do that. I'm doing yes. that. Um, I, legit, I had a whole plan. I had a hashtag because, of course, my name's April. Yeah. So my plan was to be hashtag April in Paris, but like during <laughs> April. So then it was also a pun. Cute. And where did I go? Nowhere. Absolutely. But this is, I have so many friends with this story. I had a friend who was like, I'm going to go. She, she literally was like, I'm moving to London for a year. That's it. Met her partner was like, I I still need to go. I need to go to London. Went for literally two months and was like, no. And then came back and now they're married with two kids. And I think that's okay. And it's funny because sometimes I get into these spirals where I'm like, should I have done the independent woman thing and not went gone into a relationship. Can I, but, can I offer something? Man? Yes. Because I really, really want to say yeah. you can still do, do that it. and yes. be in a relationship if your partner's not a dickhead. Yes, exactly. You can still do it. But it's also just funny that when you, and I think what happens is you, like I don't believe in the thing necessarily of like you have to be healed and whole and perfectly together to meet somebody. That's no. bullshit. Oh, ew. Absolutely not. But I do think it's when you get to a point where you're like, like I think it can happen in all these different ways, but I do think you're particularly magnetic as a person just in general mm-hmm. when you are just living your own shit and you're like, yes, like yes. 
Yes, I'm so, I'm so with you. I think you talk about the way, and I, maybe it was just the way you were moving your shoulders when you were healed <laughs> and whole that made me go, oh, no, like it's too, it's, it's too you know, inspirational quote vibes. Yeah. But because I'm not sure that anyone has ever truly all of those things. But um, I think there's something you're right about, you know, being, and magnetic is such a, a great word for it, uh, being your most kind of authentic, happy, confident self because you are, knowing what you want and what's what's good for you, but also what you will no longer tolerate. Yes. Because that was the really powerful part of, you know, that that period of time, that chaos era that I was in, is the only thing that was different about that period of dating and the previous periods of dating was that I was not willing to put up with ridiculously bad behaviour. Yeah. And so, like, I mean, the, the bar is underneath the ground. And I think also <laughs> I've talked I've talked <laughs> in the past the about Truly, in hell. Um, But I talked, you know, obviously there were other aspects to it. The the ways that I was feeling myself were affected by my body image and that kind of stuff. But I really Mm. think boiling it down, the the why I felt about myself that way is not necessarily relevant, but it's the fact that I felt that way Mm. and my confidence allowed me to go, absolutely not. If someone tried to be dodgy, you know, like mess me around, oh, rescheduling a date, I'd be like, actually, just don't even worry. Like that kind of stuff. I'd just be like, I don't, I can just date someone else or sleep with someone else. Like I don't need to. So I think regardless of the source of that kind of that confidence, the point was I felt confident enough to go, I don't have to accept the bare minimum. Yes. And I think that is so important. And I also think that that doesn't necessarily mean you're not going to sleep with some like shit people or like you can still sleep with the shit people. Like I, I'm so passionate about this because when I went through this breakup and I did have low self-esteem, right? I did actually have to go to the psychologist like fucking weekly to build myself back up. I've gotten into this. It's a long story that I don't even know if I've really talked about on this podcast. I've definitely talked about it on a podcast at some point, but I had this relationship and I minimized myself and it wasn't actually him. This is what I mean by like, I don't think it's always, I think it can be definitely abusive or like the beginnings of abuse, but this, in this case, it was just two people that had very different things they wanted from a relationship. And I was absolutely, I call it like pretzeling myself to fit into his life. And it meant that none of my needs got met. And then he eventually broke up with me because we obviously weren't compatible and I was just devastated. And it had come at the end of, I had some disordered eating issues. And I thought if I get really skinny, people will, guys will like me. And I got really skinny and I had this fucked relationship. And then I had nothing. So I was like at the rock bottom, but I was going to a psych and like, you know, dealing with my shit finally and dealing with the actual shit, which was my self-esteem. And then I started sleeping with this guy who was total trash, like totally like he was so hot. He was like the one of the hottest guys I reckon I've ever slept with, like tall and like played AFL, not like actually played it, like not for real, for real, just like did play it. So had the body. Knew the rules and had a <laughs> We ball. had the body. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, knew the rules, yeah. <laughs> had covered in tats, like just super. It was 100% like, your type. Like your, it was just ta- my toxic types, yes. Yeah, those toxic boxes. That's exactly <laughs> All the toxic boxes. Yeah. And just so sexy and like had a real sexy energy about him. I did take his hat at a party. He did turn up at a party with a hat. Uh, and which and, just says all the things about both of you, honestly. <laughs> but yeah, and so I was actually sleeping with him on and off, and he was shit. And it was like, I guess he was probably trying to manipulate me, but I actually wasn't in a place 
where I cared. Like I didn't care enough about him that the manipulation actually worked because I was mm. sort of like, you're just a fuckwit. But then he'd come crawling back and I'd be like, yeah, let's fuck again. And then he'd do some bullshit and I was like, get fucked. You know what I mean? Like I was never, I can genuinely honestly say that I wasn't stuck in this like emotionally destructive for me situation. And I have been before. Like I have done the fuck buddy thing where I wanted more from that relationship and then I got destroyed in the process, but I didn't want more from this. So it really was just sex with this like trashy guy that like, was trash and it's funny because I actually lost friends from it because they were like he's gross like this is gross and they were really judgy of me and this is I guess why I'm so passionate about have your chaos era do your dumb shit like dumb shit in inverted commas like be a dumb bitch inverted commas sip on that juice just know that you're being a dumb bitch I think that's it you have to know I think it's like, yeah, that shamelessness of being like, I am doing these things because it feels like something I need to go, I did that and now I'm done. Um, But the choices that we make, if they don't hurt us and they don't hurt other people, what's the actual problem? And that's where we look at our internalised misogyny. We also need to look at the fact that most of the time when we perceive, um, especially, you know, women to be, kind of confident and all of that stuff, we we ask ourselves, like, where do they, who gave them permission? It's like themselves. Yes. You can, you can do it too. Um, and it's it's that thing of, I think, especially because I'm older now and like not that much older, but older than, you know, um, than the person who would have had these opinions of, say, you or of myself. Like I think what 20-year-old me would have thought of 32-year-old me, I would like, I would have been like, oh, like take it home. Like you're not that good. <laughs> And yeah, older me is like, yes, I am, babe. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, and I, I do think that there is, um, you know, we're talking about this particular, this, this trash type person, this person, whoever it is, whatever it is, your toxic type, this person who just for some reason can look at you and you're like, I want to bang you. I know you're terrible. Yeah. It's, it's a sexual chemistry with no other chemistry whatsoever. <laughs> like I, yes, I am fully aware of how terrible you are, but also let's smash. Yeah. Um, I think that's actually quite healthy. That's a good level of recognition around the fact that you're like, I know that for some reason, probably some sort of trauma, I find you attractive. But the fact that I'm not going to invest any emotions in you and I'm going to actively pursue what I want and nothing else, I actually think that's kind of, I'm into it. I think that's a good, it's, it's safe chaos. It's safe chaos. That's it. You need safe chaos era. And I think that there's a difference between, you know, being self-destructive or like operating out of that, those traumas or like low self-esteem was my thing, Hmm. you know, where you, because then like, say on the flip side, I had a really unhealthy fuck boy, like, sorry, not fuck boy, uh, an unhealthy fuck buddy situation with a fuck boy Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, where I kept going back because I was, I could not envision myself find, like, it was like literally like the subtext, the subconscious of me was like, you can't find anyone else. You have to keep going back to this person. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's when, and you know, like, you know, I'm sorry. I just think, you know, you can tell the difference. And I think a lot of it is how much airtime do they take up in your brain? Yeah. You know, like this guy that I was sleeping with took no airtime in my brain. Like I would just like, be doing my thing, whatever. And then sometimes he'd text me or like sometimes I'd text him when I was drunk and it would just happen if it happened. And it wasn't, 
I was never hurt by it. When it finally ended, I was like, yeah, okay, bye. Like it was never like affecting me. Thanks. You know, I think like, I just guess, you know, it had a time limit. It did its thing. It was fun at the time. And, you know, and I think that's the thing. If your like way of being as a single person is that you want to go through a one night stand era, fucking do it as long as you're not, you know, like, you know that you're doing it from like, I guess, and I hate just the overuse of this word, but an empowered place. No, I think you're right. And I think that empowerment has to be driven from doing all the other things right. So if you're thinking about being in your one night stand era, your chaos era, um, also taking care of your sexual health. Yeah. And taking care of your mental health and going for your little silly walkie walks for your brain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I think it, you can, you can be chaos. You can totally engage in wild and what some people might call, you know, crazy behavior, which is just like, mm, you're just jealous. Yeah. Um, like that's how <laughs> it feels. You're just like, well, is it crazy? Or am I it's just being really like my most fun self? <laughs> yeah. Sorry that I'm fun. <laughs> um, but I do think it's important that if you are going to do that, that you're also doing the, the, the smart things. Do you know what I mean? So yes. like, um, I know that I went on like at, at the start of this era that I talk about post breakup from my like my previous relationship. That that was one of the things that I was like, okay, I am a grown up, even though I'm gonna. I also fully intend to get my swipe on. Before I do that, I'm gonna go and make sure that I've got all of the rest of the stuff in order. So I went and had an STD check, blah yeah. blah. Um, and and using protection and being aware of your body and doing all of those things and not doing anything that makes you uncomfortable and you know only having sex with people who you know are respectful of you in the ways that you need them to be because I'm also conscious of the fact that there are different ways that people feel about that kind of you know what's their kink or their vibe or their whatever they want so I'm not in no way trying to ascribe a certain type of sex but just a certain type of way it makes you feel Yes. And I think like that's so important because I do think when you go down the like, you know, promiscuous road, which mm. I did and I fucking loved it. <laughs> it's like, hey, Alexa, play Nelly Furtado. Literally had the best time, but it, absolutely. I We have to wear a fucking condom. Wear a fucking condom. Yeah. Wear a fucking condom. And I don't care if they say take them with you because they never have them. They never have them. Or if they do, they're like, oopsie, I don't have it. Oh, it's magically appeared in my drawer. How crazy is that? Oh, yeah. I was totally going to see if I could have got away with that. Yeah. Um, But then you're also like, "Uh, red flag, actually. So I'm going to go now. Fully, like totally. Like leave if if at any point you feel like it's unsafe or you don't feel respected or safe. And I mean, like exactly 1 million percent respect in the bedroom is literally just when you say, I don't want to do that or you are visibly uncomfortable or they're visibly uncomfortable. We're not doing this thing anymore, you know, and I think I encountered that heaps in one night stands is not so much that I would, I've never actually had a situation where I felt unsafe, but I've definitely been through situations where things started to escalate in a way that I didn't want them to. And sometimes, and like, I don't love that I did this. And I think this is a really common thing is that I just went with it because I felt uncomfortable about saying no, but I think that it is important to, and I think, I do think that this is a long time ago now. And I think that had that happened to me now, I'd be like, no, we're not doing that. I would actually just be like, no. And if they had an issue with it, I would be fucking out of there. But yeah, you've got to look after yourself. You've got to take care of yourself. And I think big red flags for like not operating from a place of empowerment is just doing what somebody else wants you to do, even if you don't want to do it. Um, So if that's happening, I think that's a big like vibe check yourself if 
yes, things sure. are okay and you should be operating in your chaos zone at this point, you know? And I think that our, you know, we'll, we've talked a little bit about the way that people will sort of go, oh, why why is that person being like that? And obviously everything we've said um, has come from a very like cis-het point of view for us. Yeah, so yeah. There, there could be very different, I guess, dynamics in other groups where different sexualities and genders come into play as well. So, Absolutely. you know, we, we very much focused on our experiences, which have been, um, you know, as cis-het women or, well, cis-het yeah. presenting at the time, yeah. um, in my case at least. And so um, I think that there may be other dynamics, but I think if your friends don't know you as a person who operates in this way, are they looking out for you? Because it may be that you feel like you're being judged, but actually it's they're just kind of like, are you doing this because you're excited about the fact that you love yourself again or are you doing something else? And I think yeah. that's really valid and it's good for you to be able to have people in your life who will check in with yes. you and be like, okay, I love like love this sort of very sexual version of you, but are you being safe? Are you actually okay? And I think that's really important. And if you don't have someone to ask you that, but you can have that conversation with yourself, that's even better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do think there's probably something that, you know, in terms of this conversation and what I'd fully endorse chaos. Like I'm yeah. all about chaos. But I'm also about taking really good care of your brain and of your body. So Totally. Like yeah. that's so important. I think it's good that we're ending on this note because I think as much as we're, but this is the thing I think is that it's the yeah. difference between, that's my dog barking just in the background there. Love that. <laughs> Love that. It's the difference between friends that are looking out for you and who fully are your cheerleaders through this period and love it and love your stories of like walking home at 5 a.m. and love all this shit. As long as you, as long as you're, you've checked in with yourself and, and they've checked in with you, obviously, and that yeah. you are actually having a good time and it's not something where you're, like, destroying yourself because you're not having a good brain time. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I think yeah. that's what I guess we're saying is, like, like, there has been a lot of judgment about this period that you only operate in this period because your brain isn't doing okay, and I don't think that's true at all. No. I think that you can absolutely have this fun, zesty period of your life and or you can have a whole life like that if you want and be completely okay, but you do need to, yeah, definitely check, like, it's not like an endorsement of all chaos eras. It's an endorsement no. of chaos eras coming from a place of good mental health, feeling yourself, yep. having a great time. Boundaries strong, resilience high, yes. all of the good stuff. Dopamine being, you know, sourced from the sun and other natural places. Um, I mean, that's not where dopamine comes from, but being outside yeah. in the sun. <laughs> I wish it some, did. I, yeah, well, <laughs> then I would be like out there all the time. Um, but, you, yeah, that, that thing of, yeah, definitely I'm all about it. Like I said, chaos, chaos reigns in chaos. this house. In this house, and we this have house. a chaos era. That's right. Um, <laughs> but but also we take really good care of our brains and we our bodies. Do. Um, thank you so much for coming on, April. As always, you are just the most delightful. I just feel like we have some sort of weird, I don't believe in soulmates, but we have a very strange connection that I, I love. I love it. And I love the voice message exchanges that we have had bring me joy. They I do. Um, if you want to find, if people want to find you where can they find you it's always at the bodzilla um but you can usually hear me before you see me I think, <laughs> pretty much so um if you're trying to find me in real life yep just listen for the sounds of someone yelling out ah, <laughs> listen to me yeah that's right yes <laughs> and that's that'll be me thanks so much and thanks for listening guys bye bye